It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson got the text results for my COVID test oh, yesterday. Yep. One of the texts you're happy to receive. All the texts I get now are just... Uh, a, a certain pizza place which has my number. There was a certain <laughs> book place that has my number that says they're open again. Gym, like, uh, it's all oh, yeah, my car servicing place. Moment. It's like, hey, come <laughs> service you, come up. Frost, leave me alone, man. Yeah, no, I got the text, said, Rhett, your results are ready. And, uh, you know, I'm positive. Positively negative. So very excited <laughs> to get that. Hey, and actually, to big shout out to New South Wales Health again. Results in less than 24 hours, right? Which is incredible stuff. And, it, and it, you know, I think some people get really daunted by the fact that it could be 72 hours wait or anything like that. Um, and, I, and I know that it can be. I've, had, I've heard people who have had to wait that long. But if, if the waiting is the thing that's scaring you, the last three tests me and my partner between us have done, they've all come back in within 24 hours. And I think it's pretty awesome. Everyone doing such a good job. Shout out to you if you're a healthcare worker through this time. Delivery drivers, love it. Keep keep up the good stuff. I mean, the optimism's there. Victoria are getting 70 cases. It's starting to get lower. They're going to announce a plan on the weekend. So uh, things looking better in Melbourne, or are they? We're about to find out something that has been facing uh, Melbourne. It's another uh, straw on the camel's back whose knees are a little bit knobbly <laughs> at the moment, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we'll find out what that is in a moment. Hope you're well. It's All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, uh, Melbourne has faced its trials and tribulations over the last little while, uh, as has the world. You know, 2020 throwing up your pandemics. Uh, the magpies have started swooping in May. We've had our murder hornets for the year. But unfortunately, once again, the warmer weather coming out. You know what's happening now, Matt, in Melbourne? What's going on, mate? Snake boom. Snake what? It's a snake boom. That's what we need. The warmer weather... People cutting their grass, uh, it means that the snakes are out, they're slithering, and uh, i got to tell you, being a Melbourne boy myself, not too happy about this, so we wanted to check in with someone who knows snakes, who uh, in fact, you know, has a lot to do with naming snakes occasionally, and can help us get through 2020's latest curveball. Uh, he is a snake handler. Some refer to him as the snake man. And he joins us right now on All Day Breakfast. Raymond Hoser, hello. How are you? We're great, Raymond. But look, we're a bit nervous about this news coming out that uh, there is a snake boom in Melbourne. As if things weren't hard enough due to incredibly you know, harsh lockdowns across our great Victorian city. But now there's a snake boom. I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? What does it even mean? Oh, yeah, look, look, we've got the pandemic and now we've got snakes jumping out the trees, kidnapping people. It's not quite that bad. But, look, um, what's happened is everyone's at home and they're finding snakes in their garden. So normally, like, on a Saturday afternoon, like, this weekend just gone in Melbourne, it took the sun come out. I know Sydney people sitting there, sun, Melbourne? Yeah, you're kidding. We do actually get good weather in Melbourne a couple of days a year, and this weekend was one of them. We had two nice warm days, which, I mean, got to 21 degrees, which for us is a frigging heat wave, and it meant that all the snakes come out. And... So there's snakes everywhere, and normally most people don't see many snakes on the weekends because they're taking their little Johnnies to their footballs or their 
daughters to wherever they've got to go, their sports, their recreation. So normally Melbourne roads are full of cars and traffic and people going to and fro and, you know, that's about it. But because everyone's sitting at home bumming around and having a few drinks, you know, we're still allowed to drink alcohol, so you get, they're still having their <laughs> drinks and they're looking across the back porch and they see the snakes wandering around. They go, oh, my God. So as I'm the, the, the 24-7 snake catcher in Melbourne, I'm the idiot that picks up the phone at stupid hours and on weekends and drives around town catching snakes. I'll tell you what, a lot of businesses are suffering through this, Raymond, but uh, with the snake boom, it means business <laughs> must be uh, absolutely uh, on fire at the moment. No, 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 not quite, because what happens is is it, I've actually trained other snake catchers and I've actually trained pretty much all the snake catchers in Australia. Uh, oh, you're like the Jim's so, mowing of snake catching. <laughs> no, I don't franchise. I don't franchise. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm a nice bloke. I know my snakes, but as a businessman, I'm a, I'm a lost cause. But um, <laughs> I, I, I train snake catchers all over the place. And mm. so even here in Melbourne, most of the calls I get, uh, I actually talk the people out of getting us out in the first place because normally a snake is passing through and you can just leave it. And ah, on good. the so, yeah, about every third person needs a snake, someone to come and catch it. That's fine. And like today I had a call from from Metro Trains in Melbourne. I had to go and catch a train, a snake in a railway station. That's a fair call. Um, yep. So I go and catch a snake and relocate it, and that's all good. It was a deadly snake. Oh, it mate, you made the snake late, Raymond. He was probably going to see some mates. <laughs> what no, the hell, no, man? No, no. He was sunbaking just. He was just sunbaking on the footpath where everyone was walking. He was probably trying to um, catch a tram to St Kilda or something. <laughs> anyway. Where's the um, Where's the weirdest place you've found a snake over the years, Raymond? Oh, well, if you go onto the Facebook page, uh, which is uh, Snake Man Raymond Hoser, for those who are listening, <laughs> you'll see a picture of a snake, a tiger snake coming out of a toilet this morning in Warrandyte. Um, <laughs> this we, morning? We, yeah, yeah, just normal morning morning stuff. I mean, I've left a few snakes in the toilet, but not... <laughs> sorry, anyway. Oh, that's, that's pretty low care. <laughs> all right, Matt, Matt, sorry. you trying to, podcast. trying to bring We're up a King Brown out. here, all right? We're moving on from that, Raymond, because we take your profession seriously, my friends. So snakes in the toilets, what kind of snake yeah. was that? Was that in a tiger as well? Just a bog-standard tiger, yeah, yeah, big male. <laughs> a boom-tish, a bog-standard. Raymond on fire as well here. All right, all right. come on. What about, I mean... actually... That was not intended. That's just the term I use. <laughs> That's just the term I use. Like a person, if you're a normal-looking person, you're box standard. If you're a really hot-looking girl or a guy, yep. you go, depending on what your inclinations are, you can say, well, that's hot, but... You know, if it's just someone that doesn't... <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. It. We're still talking about snakes anymore or what, but... Um, <laughs> right. no, yeah, look, we have some pretty hot snakes here. I mean, look, I, I, look, what's the, the most attractive pandemic? snake to you, Raymond? What do you just look at and think, oh, that Mate, is beautiful? Look, they are pretty awesome. Look, some snakes are absolutely awesome. Look, we actually, our main business is doing reptile shows, educational shows at schools, mm. events. So we line breed our snakes. So we'll have, you know, a bunch of tiger snakes, and we'll make the nicest male with the nicest female. I'm just actually lining them up this week. Um, so the tiger snakes we have here, they're like supermodels of the snake world. Um, yeah. You know, we have, you have the best-looking looking snakes in Australia and possibly the world. If you're just joining us here on All Day Breakfast, we're talking with Raymond Hoser about what is the hottest snake in the world. Um, Raymond, what about, what about snake bites? Because like many beautiful things, they can hurt you. Oh, look, I... I, I actually have a perfect record. Uh, so I've been handling snakes for 58 years, full-time, 
basically all my life, right? And they're not interested in biting at all. So I go catch this copperhead, and there's a few people standing around keeping an eye on it, which is good. And I just jump on top of the snake, grab it, threw it in a box in about two seconds flat. And none of them are interested in biting. So when you talk snake mm. bite, uh, there's a trade secret is snakes don't bite. They refuse to bite. They will bust them. They, they, they'll do anything not to bite. They just don't want to bite us. Mm. They just don't want to bite anything. Are you worried that you'll jinx yourself now that you've uh, claimed it's no, been a no, perfect no, record? No, I've been saying this all my life. But the reality <laughs> is the only thing that makes a snake bite is if you wake it on the head with a shovel and you scream crikey, you're likely to get bit. Beyond that, you're fine. So the reality is for the average punter in the street, if your chance of dying from snake bite are basically zero. If you see a snake, so long as you don't go near it, you can't get bitten. Um, and no one, and this is an amazing scientific discovery I made about 40 years back, no one has ever died from snake bite ever in all recorded history when they're running away from a snake. It's impossible. <laughs> so if you see a snake, run away. Well, Raymond, that is excellent news for people of Melbourne. If you see a snake, you run the other direction, but please make sure that's within five kilometres. Don't go more than five kilometres while running <laughs> from them for the rest of the stage four. Raymond, thank you very much for joining us on All Day Breakfast. Really appreciate your expertise. Oh, oh, I mean, you were the first licensed snake catcher in Australia from 1978 and you're still doing it today, picking them up from train stations. So we very much appreciate your time. Raymond Hoser, the snake man. Uh, if you do want to find out more information about Ray and some more other snake info, head to snakebusters.com.au. Good on you. Thanks, Raymond. All the best. Bye now. There was Raymond Hoser, the snake man, Matt O'Kine. And I think if there ever a nickname uh, suited someone, I think that is it for Raymond. Yeah, there's not much more that sums him up other than he is a man that is also part snake. But uh, <laughs> I'm very, very, I mean, it, look, what I'm disappointed with, Alex Dyson, is, is, I mean, the fact that this snake boom has already caught on with some of the uh, absolute poisonous pests that uh, populate this planet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Already there are a couple of uh, little snakes in the grass trying to get a little bit of cash out of the latest uh, snake boom in Melbourne. And we are, of course, talking about the big record companies who, with only 24 hours since this snake boom started, have already come up with a compilation CD to try and cash in on this latest uh, 2020 hit. So they can keep leasing their fancy sports cars (laughs) and their... (laughs) Big jackets. So here it is presented for you, uh, the latest compilation CD for those who are in the midst of a snake boom. This spring, So Fresh is pleased to present their latest compilation, Hits of the Melbourne Snake Boom. Boom, snake, 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 a boom. 28 boom, reptilian snake, snake, hits snake, to help you get through snake, 2020's snake, latest shitstorm. Hiss, 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 boom. How about this absolute rock anthem? A snake turned up. Snake turned up outside. Snake turned up. Snake turned up outside. Save me. Save me from the serpent in my yard. Or this class. Sick track from Snake Bush, Slithering Heights. It's me, I'm slippery, I'm cold blooded, and I'm in your home. There's also songs that are good for the disco. Boom, boom, snake room. There's a snake in my room. When they decide to slither, 
let's not forget the cold-blooded country fans out there. What's in my grass? My sneaky, sneaky grass. I just don't think that it's a hose. And of course, no Cobra compilation could be complete without some DJ Snake and his classic collab with Diplo, Python. Blow a kiss, it's time to run. I think I saw a python near miss. I think I'm done, cause I saw a big carpet python. Grab your copy today online from Sanity or in some long grass on a warm day. Snake, snake, snake. Snake, snake, snake. It's snake boomy. It's snake boomy. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. And now it's time for Matt and Alex's horoscopes. Aries, remember, there's no such thing as a bad hair day, only a good hat day. Taurus. You'll text your crush and it'll sit on red for two weeks and they'll reply, hey, thanks, and you'll think about it for the next 13 years. Gemini. Feeling the travel bug? Why not pretend you're taking a trip to the Netherlands and eat some pork? How does that work, I hear you ask? Easy. The Netherlands, Holland and the Dutch are all the same thing, just like bacon, ham and pork are all the same thing. Australia, well, that's chicken. And Austria is spatchcock in that it's Australia, just smaller. You'll also have a sense of unease this week. I don't know what that's about. Cancer. Your car registration will be due and you'll consider driving it to a dark park and torching it because rego and insurance is almost as much as it's worth. Leo. A new moon will be rising for you this week. If it isn't, just add a bit of yeast. Virgo. You'll say hi to that person you keep walking past in the hallways. Now you have to say hello forever. So you just decide to quit your job. Libra. You will have a bountiful harvest in the coming days. And that goes for everything you do whether you're growing cauliflower down at the farm or getting blackheads out of your partner's back. Enjoy. Scorpio. Someone will ask you to sign something where you need a witness, so you'll just forge your partner's signature. Then you'll wonder whether you're going to go to jail or not if they ever find out. Sagittarius. It will be tough to decide what to follow this week. Your gut, your nose and your heart will all be vying for the position of chief leader. My advice is ignore them all and follow your dreams and make yourself late for a flight and you can't find your boarding pass. Capricorn. Your hot water will run out, so you'll just do that thing where you stand in the shower gradually turning off the cold tap until it's unbearably cold. Then you'll be freezing when you get out. Aquarius, you'll also need to sign something this week. You'll download and use a free trial of an online PDF signer and send that copy through. 
Unfortunately, you'll get an email back saying they don't accept e-signatures and you'll need to print and sign a copy. You'll tell them you don't have a printer, but they'll say it's their policy. So you will buy a $60 printer and scanner for the sole purpose of signing this document. But it will arrive late because delivery is a nightmare these days. Then, when you go to attach it to your Mac, you'll realise you need a dongle because Apple got rid of their USB ports. So you try to use the printer's Bluetooth function, but that won't work. So you'll wait another three days for a dongle to arrive, then spend 30 minutes in system preferences setting up the printer. Finally, after three different pens, you'll sign, scan and forward the document to the correct address. Congratulations, you now have a home loan and are $800,000 in debt. And in a few years, when you realise you're still subscribed to that stupid PDF signer program and have given them hundreds of dollars, which makes you miss your mortgage repayments, you'll eventually throw a Molotov cocktail into your local bank branch during the great fall of capitalism in 2024. Pisces, you'll find a really good avocado. <laughs> All day breakfast. I smell toast. Madakine, very cool show yesterday. Enjoyed it very much. And there's a story from it that's going to stick me with me for a long, long time. Talia rang in and gave us a bit of info about her sister. The talkback was... <laughs> Um, what was a mystery smell? And I uh, tell you what, it was a doozy. I'm dobbing in my sister. She was about three at the time. Um, she started smelling really badly. Like when my mum and my grand talk about it, the smell is indescribable. It's that bad. Like you couldn't pick her up. You couldn't hug her. You couldn't go near her. She'd walk in a room. She'd clear the room. So I can't work it out what it is. They took her to doctors who didn't know, so they went to various specialists. One specialist ended up looking up her nose and found that her nose was completely blocked with mouldy foam. So then, like, so she'd been shoving foam up her nose and it blocked her nose completely and just started rocking inside of her nose. Oh, my God! She'd ripped a hole in the back of the couch and had been ripping foam out of the back of the couch and shoving it up her nose. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you've just given us our talk back for tomorrow. That's, what have you put where? <laughs> True to our word, Alex Dyson. We don't promise anything we can't deliver here at exactly. All Day Breakfast. And so that's what's going on right now. And we're asking you, what have you put where? Have you ever put something where, Alex Dyson? I'm sure, look, I'm sure I have, but the one that springs to mind when I think of that talkback topic is a friend in grade one. I was with him, uh, Chris Morse. Um, sorry, Chris, real name. Um, yeah. where <laughs> you he, um, shouldn't be dobbing anyone. Uh, sorry, his name is Morse. <laughs> okay. Um, he um, saw a magician put something in his ear and pull it out his nose. And so he's like, well, I could do that and put a grey lead from the end of a pencil. <laughs> oh, no. Broke off a grey lead, put it in his ear. Sick bay, <laughs> hospital. Um, <laughs> um, so we've asked you, what have you put where? Uh, Jonty, you've, uh, you've done this. G'day, Jonty. Yeah, I don't know what it is with um, putting things in noses, but my parents like telling me a story of when I was uh, about three or four, I stuck a green pea up my nose when I was eating dinner. Oh, mate, that is, well, there's books dedicated to that. <laughs> to that. There's, re- there's seriously books about that. And what what happened? 
Um, they tried to get it out but couldn't get it out and thought they'd just leave it for a bit, um, see if it would fall out by itself. And Bit of gravity. Um, yeah, but they forgot about it for a few months and we were sitting around again and um, I pulled um, this little, well, not quite a little, but this brown murky-looking thing out my nose. No. And- oh, man. <laughs> No wonder pe- kids don't like peas, Jonty. It's because you, my buddy, you, they, oh, they're God. sticking them up their nose and pulling them out when they're brown and crusty things. That is so gross, oh, bro. So it's like a peas up the nose. Oh, we'll get that later. I'll remember where we put that. <laughs> totally forgot. Oh, goodness me. So there were no health issues. It was just a little bit of an excursion for the pea. Yeah, no issues at all. But yeah, don't really eat peas much to this date anymore. <laughs> <laughs> should hope, well, yeah. should hope not, Jonty. Yeah, that, like your parents are like, make sure you finish your peas, and you're like, yep, <laughs> doink. Where can I hide <laughs> this All time? Peas, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, uh, thank Jonty. you very much, Jonty. We'll catch you later. We've also got Evan. Evan. Hey, guys, how are we? Good, thanks. What Let's have you that. put where? So, uh, circa 99, 2000, uh, little seven year old Evan was uh, playing with his crayons. You know, the mm. old school ones you could twist and they could extend? Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recall them, yep. Going away, colouring in through my colouring book and um, got an itchy ear. So I thought, you know what? Killed two birds with a stone. I'll just extend it further and scratch that itch. <laughs> <laughs> well, behold, um, it snaps off. Um, unfortunately, can't do that magic trick and pull it out my nose. So uh, <laughs> my mum had to <laughs> grab the tweezers and uh, try and pull it out of my ear. Um, unfortunately, that lodged in further, and yeah. she lost it. <laughs> no! so, so she had to uh, grab my dad. She goes, "Maro, Evans lodged a crayon in his ear, and so he's come and had a look, and he has a big idea that comes to mind, and uh, pulled out the vacuum. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, surely that's bad for the eardrum. <laughs> that's like the pressure when a plane depressurizes or something. It'll, it'll burst, Evan. Mate, my, my, my ears are pretty shot, so it probably did something. Um, so oh, next minute, my, um, <laughs> my, my head's my head's on the ground. My my ear with the uh, crayons facing the ceiling, and my dad got the vacuum. <laughs> didn't didn't work, so they took me to hospital and um, had to have surgery. So I was put under, and then. Yeah, I woke up with a little container with a orange crayon stuck in there, and I probably kept that for a year for as a memento. Oh wow, oh, Evan, Evan. incredible! I just imagined your dad at the hospital, just like, "What's happened?" He's like trying to get it up. Yeah, look, I gave it the vacuum, but nah, she's um, <laughs> it was locked in there pretty good. No, they, they they distinctively told me, "Do not tell anyone we did this," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> keep it a secret." Yeah, well, <laughs> kept it a good secret for twenty years. Twenty years later, all right, time to uh, tell the world. Thanks, Evan, and. Thanks, uh, Next up, Claire from Canberra. What did you stick where? Um, an uh, illicit powdered substance into a US post box. What? <laughs> what are you just admitting to some sort of drug no, no, no. dealery? Okay. No. So it's actually a terrifying but embarrassing funny story. Um, so I was traveling right. with a friend. <laughs> I was traveling with a friend in New York, and I picked up this dollar bill off the ground, and I was like, "See, a dollar bill, like." I can pay for stuff with that. Um, so we went out to dinner and at a deli I got a piece and I paid for this piece with this dollar bill and when the cashier opened it, all this white powder fell out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Because, um, wait, wait, wait. It gets worse. It was really terrifying. 
Um, so <laughs> so I you didn't nothing... unfurl the dollar before you put it in your wallet. You just you... sort no. of picked it up, and it was it rolled up like a cylinder, or like in like a like a weird one dollar envelope kind of thing. Nah, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was rolled up like a cylinder, and um, so I had no idea and have nothing to do with illicit substances. But it went all through my wallet, so I um. I went up to my friend and I was like, what do I do? Like, I have, like, I'm freaking out. Um, and she's like, what you need to do is, like, empty your wallet and um, of everything, like, valuable and then put your wallet in the bin and you'll have no association with it. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So um, <laughs> I went I went out onto the street and um, put my wallet in a bin, but what I thought was a bin was actually a U.S. post box. <laughs> so, so, so suddenly, it was let me please. Problem. You took your identifying <laughs> material out of your wallet before you put it. Oh, in did the you just put it with your with your ID? Yeah, and- I- <laughs> no, no, no. I took my ID and everything out. Okay, <laughs> fingerprints on it. Um, so I was like, <laughs> to my parents, like bawling my eyes out, being arrested. And so I was like, I must confess my sins. So we rang the um, non-emergency police line because I was like, if I admit to it. It looks better. Um, and they were very confused. They were like, she did what? <laughs> um, so, so they told us that um, we could go to the post office, get them to unlock the box, and they could decide whether or not to call 911. Um, so the post office was shut, but I was like hell-bent on telling someone so I wouldn't get arrested. Um, so we told these like street officers... <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. Claire, just just leave. all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it. I think you've you've come up with that tomorrow's talk back. When have you dug a hole? (laughs) (laughs) What what hole through to China have you dug? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so you find two street officers. You just tell them that you've put your wallet full of cocaine in a mailbox or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Then what? Um, and then they told us to go back to the deli because I was probably going to be arrested. So I'm freaking out again. Um, and the guy who served me is like in the window and my friend's like, oh, you're going to fill out a police report? And he's like, no, 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 it's all fine. Um, so she went out and I went back to the Airbnb and like washed my hair and washed my clothes and individually wiped down everything in my wallet and got on a plane back home the next day. And I haven't been to the US since. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Who knew we would have Cocaine Cassie on our show today? But uh, we managed to. It was so scary, guys. It was horrifying. I can can understand the stress levels you would have had there, Claire, because once you get on a roll of trying to fix something and it's nothing is working, I can understand the sweat, the tears, the pain, and uh, it's also one of those things that would just pop into your mind ever since and it would would dullen over the years but it would never go away. So thank you very much for uh, allowing us to be a part of it and uh, we believe your story and I think you can relax finally now. You've told the story on All Day Breakfast and you can set that memory free. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I've always wanted to do this and I can't remember what exactly the way, the, what, what we should call it, but just the rolling talk back. All right. Let's do the talk back conga line. Yeah, Let's that's it. Let's yeah, the talk going. back conga line. So now we're doing today's question is what? When have you dug a bigger hole for yourself? When have you dug yourself a big one? Let us know. Alex. And uh, we will, uh, I guess, chat to you tomorrow. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm.
Yes, thank you so much for another episode of Matt and Alex for joining us. I I just thanked us for the episode and then I thanked you for joining us. <laughs> but what I mean is thank you for joining us on this episode of Matt and Alex. And thank you, Matt, for doing this little podcast with me. It's good to fill the days with something. Um, tomorrow on the show, very excited to be chatting to uh, one of our favourite people we used to get to chat to on our old radio show, Wendy Zuckerman. She hosts Science Versus and we have a very important question for her. So uh, looking forward to um, having a catch-up with our good pal Wendy uh, on the show. Yeah, thank you again to Raymond Hoser, the snake man uh, from Snake Busters. If you've got any snake problems, just avoid them at first, but also, you know, <laughs> make sure you give them a call if you need to. Do what I do with my uh, my life and bank balance and run from them. Run from those problems, <laughs> my friend. Problems. <laughs> um, but thank you. And also get in touch with us if you have anything that relates to our Talkback Conga Line segment for today. It's our new segment. We're just doing the little kick out, knee kick to the sides <laughs> as we dance around the party asking you today, uh, when have you dug yourself a hole? When have you dug, dug yourself, yourself a hole? hole? When have you d- okay, so get on board that. <laughs> Catch you next time. Thank you listening bye that's it the all day breakfast kitchen is closed got a story we need to hear all the links are at mattandalex.com.au